A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, doing legends. We've got our preliminary finals are here. Very, very exciting. Three games to go in this season. So I hope you've had a cracker. And we've got two really good matchups here. I really do hope that the Storm play well in this one. Panthers v. the Storm. We need to go through each team and how they can win this game just to make it short and simple there. So for the Panthers, really, they just have to play how they do. They are an incredible side. They are the best team in the competition at the moment, just in my opinion, over the Broncos, and they deserve to have that favoritism, having won the last two years and been in the grand final the year before that. So it is confirmed that Cleary, Tungo, and also Luai are playing. So it does make it very, very difficult for an out-of-form Storm team to come over the top and win this. I think the Panthers, for them to lose this, basically, they'd have to complete it around 68 to 72%, somewhere there, and have a really, really tough game. Otherwise, I think that they'll be too good to win this one. They just have to do their thing as they do, dominate through the middle, especially against this Storm side, which are a little bit lacking through that middle uh, section of the field there. If they do that, then they'll be too good and the defense will be too strong for the Storm in this one. We get to the Storm side of things and, and they have to play out of their skin because at the moment they are not playing well enough, basically. They need to to go back to you know playing probably one of their best games of the season by far. And Panthers need to be down. And the favoritism there for $1.19 for Panthers shows that exactly. So how we need to look at this then is is the Storm have a lot of Queensland players and they need to play like Queensland do uh, against the uh, very heavy New South Wales um, you know, team here in, in, in the Panthers that, that fill up that New, Th- New South Wales squad. So yeah, if there's any sort of Queensland versus New South Wales rivalry. I think that's the way they have to play it. How funny was the the Storm guys training in Panthers uniforms? That was very, very funny. But if you're looking at their outside backs is where they're they're obviously lacking compared. It's very much the same in the forwards as well. But they do have three of the the, the best players in the game. And that's Munster, Husey, and also Grant. And and they do need to, to step up and play their best games of their career. How you change things up against the the Panthers is that offloading through the middle. And if they can do that, they have the the players that are good enough to be able to put on tries against the Panthers. If they have their set defensive line, that's where there's a lot of of trouble scoring for for any opposition side. So I think if they can do that, they can offload through the middle. A little bit of second phase play, I think that that's going to be the best chance for 
the storm in this game. There's not really too much else to say. They need to be able to at least put a try on through an Eli Katoa or, or a Nas there and, and probably get one a dummy half through Harry Grant somehow. Um, I think that's going to be the, the best way for them to go forward. The Panthers are just too good at the moment. I do expect them to go through to the grand final up against the Broncos or the Warriors, which I think is where we're going to spend the majority of our time in this video going through is those two teams and how the Broncos can win this game is through their dominant middles. Okay, once they get through that, work through the middle, their aggression, their dominance through that is when they can put on a show through their outside backs. They obviously have Reese Walsh at the back and close to the best organizer in the game in Adam Reynolds in their side. So you look at that there and obviously, yeah, the, the firepower they have in their outside backs is is almost unmatched at the moment. And yeah, to go along with their forward pack of, of, of Payne Haas and Carrigan, uh, and Flegler through the middle there to, to go along with, you know, Jordan Ricky is really improving on that right edge and Kirk Capewell just getting better and better, but in different ways than, than what he used to be able to do as more of a, a real strong sort of edge player, let's just say, through the centers and, and the second row. He's now a very formidable defensive player as well um, and, and just gets through his work, which is probably, you know, more of what they need at this point rather than him being very flashy. He's just getting it out to those guys that are a little bit more flashy in the outside back. So the the Broncos there, where they can lose this as well is where the, the Warriors can come out and actually win this is that if their aggression becomes a little bit too much, they drop the ball, they get a little bit out of their defensive system, which has become really, really good this year. If they can do that, I think that the Warriors short passing and their ability to um, yeah, to use Tohu Harris and, and Wade Egan as guys that get that ball right out in front um, and a little bit of deceptiveness in their passing to be able to tire out some of these middle forwards that if they're coming out of the line strong and there's this short shifty passing that uh, yeah, the Broncos can come out in, into a little bit of trouble if they can, you know, as I said, they're, they're coming out to, to show a lot of aggression. And if they, they come out at the wrong time, there, there could be a gap that presents itself for a Jackson Ford, a Nia Kure, a, um, yeah, an Adam Fanua Blake, these types of guys, or if Wade Egan can, can utilize that to get the ball out to SJ or something like that. So for the Broncos, it's making sure their completion is fairly high, somewhere close to that 80% mark is going to be great. If they can use their aggression at the, at the beginning of the game to sort of blow the Warriors off the park, it's very much what uh, the Warriors were able to do last week in a different way, but just to, to really dominate uh, through the middle, make sure that he completed well and uh, yeah, didn't give the opposition a sniff. If the Broncos can do that in that first 15, it's definitely something that can get the Warriors offside. And we saw that against the Panthers, that they really tried to match it with them and, and they got beat in that area. And then that really killed them for the rest of the game. So for the Warriors, it's I think it's going to be tiring out the Broncos through the middle. So they're going to, have, they're going to bring that aggression. If the Warriors can tire them out through that short shifty passing, uh, you know, making repeat efforts, they're not really much of an offloading team. So that's not going to help them too much. I don't think it's worth, you know, trying to bring that into their game as much. But to, to get these middle guys making repeat efforts, you know, Billy Walters at, at you know, the first 40 of this game, Payne has to repeat efforts. I don't think he gets tired, <laughs> that of Carrigan. Uh, but even working on those edges of Capewell and Ricky, I think is gonna, it's going to be really difficult to do. But if they can do that, then they're going to be able to sweep left and right like they did last week to be able to, to put on tries. And the Broncos' defensive line is really, really strong, especially right on their, right on their line. So I think that would be the way to be able to get through. I... I they're very, very skillful going to that right-hand side. But we've seen over the last, or this whole season, really, the Broncos have been really, really good uh, at defending those spreads left to right. 
And I think that they can do that again with the Warriors and, and they could definitely get frustrated. So the Warriors are going to have to complete really well, tire out these middle guys, and then I think they can get some, yeah, they can score some tries on those edges or, as I said, through an Adam Fanula Blake or a Ford when things get a little bit tired um, and when some of the, the bench guys come on. They've been doing a really, really good job. Palacio, Kobe Hetherington especially, and then Pia Kura is there. Um, yeah, for a shorter period of time, unless there is an injury to, to one of those, um, yeah, the centers, the the the, um, the edge players there in that one. So you do look at this bench for the Warriors and you would say that they have an advantage over the Broncos. So when those first guys come off, and that's the main issue here is that Painhouse and Carrigan play such big minutes. There's only a very short window of time where you can get those couple of guys on and you know, the Warriors can potentially use a Dylan Walker like he did last week to that extra bit of speed, spotting a gap or using his hands there uh, to dominate through um, and, and score, th- score tries through the middle, I should say there. So yeah, it's going to be a very, very fun game in this one here. And, and, the, and the Broncos, as I said, the completion rate is going to be the, the big thing there. Um, and can they just stay in the grind for a long period of time, which is what the Warriors like to do. They like to grind you down and then put on an absolute spread of points on you. So I think this is going to be a fairly close game, and I really hope it does. If the Warriors bring what they brought last week and, and for the majority of the season, I definitely think they can take it to the to the Broncos and give them a really tough matchup. And what we need to see then is the composure of Reynolds versus Johnson. I think that's going to be very similar. So if the game is fairly close after at halftime, if it's a 12-10, a 12-8, something like that kind of range, which one of these teams is going to come out on the other side? And that's going to be the flip of a coin at this point. You'd imagine that the, the Broncos, they're, they're a slightly better outfit, we'd say, over the Warriors at this point. But the Warriors got their mojo back last week. And I really think that if they can bring that, they obviously did blow the Knights off the park and the Broncos aren't uh, the same outfit as the, the Knights. But if they can bring that, I think it'll very much match this Bronco side and it'll just be a battle of who can last the longest in this battle of of the um, of, of possession and, and keeping their completion rates high as to who will come out on top on this one. I am so excited for this game. I do feel like the Panthers will, will beat the Storm fairly comfortably unless, as I said, there's that Queensland New South Wales um, yeah, ambush kind of style that we've been seeing for so many years, uh, especially in recent history anyway, when, when New South Wales have had on paper, they say better better squads. But this Broncos-Warriors one, I think it's going to be really, really close. That Suncorp Stadium advantage, I think, is going to help. Warriors having to travel, not being at home in this one. And uh, Panthers playing it at a core stadium. It doesn't, it's not going to help them too much. But obviously, there's a bit of travel for, for the Storm there in this one. I hope you guys have a cracking weekend watching these games. Uh, very late. I'm very sad, saddened by this that the Warriors fans have to watch this at 10 to 10 p.m. Um especially on a Saturday. Get it earlier. But anyway, it's going to be a great spectacle. I can't wait to watch them and I hope you do too. See you guys.